Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Passionate, patriotic, a little bit pugilistic, and always professional. Hear what Roy Green has to say on the Chorus Radio Network. Later on the program, Dr. Peter Vincent Pry will be joining us, the executive director of the Congressional Task Force on National and Homeland Security and the chief of staff of the Congressional EMP Commission in the United States. He has issued a warning to the White House in recent weeks about an electromagnetic pulse weapon thermonuclear device detonated high above the United States and or Canada, and uh, it would destroy major power grids as well as civilian critical infrastructure, and it will put an end, it said, to 21st century life. I want to talk to uh, Dr. Pry about that. The projection is, I've heard, that 90% of us will be dead within a year if an EMP were to be uh, detonated um, 300 or so kilometers above us. North Koreans are making noise about having that sort of stuff. They have two satellites orbiting around North America. Also, uh, before the end of this hour, Gravis Marketing, they did a poll in Alabama concerning sexual assault accusations against Republican candidate for the Senate, Judge Roy Moore. What did Alabamans say? We're going to be talking to the president of Gravis Marketing before the end of the hour. 800-263-2428 is the number. Are you somebody working on minimum wage, and do you feel that you're being treated appropriately or fairly, or do you think the employer's ripping you off? Are you an employer who's forced to accede to regulations put forward without any consultation with you by governments who love to stand up and deliver edicts and put you at the other end of the edict? 800-263-2428 in Vancouver. Here's Carol. Hi, Carol. Thank you for the call. Oh, hi, Roy. So what's your, what's your, what's your story on this? Um, my situation is I am a currently have a small hobby farm, although I have been an employer in the past. And normally I would hire people when the minimum wage was $10 and less. I had people that would help me probably three or four days a week. And it was kind of a perfect situation because somebody that was between jobs or somebody that didn't have great skills somebody that had, I had a couple of people with health issues, and they could kind of work whenever they felt well enough to work and do however much they wanted to do. So it was a great situation to be able to get help at a reasonable amount of money. Now, since the minimum wage has gone up in British Columbia, I can hardly ever afford to hire anybody, which is kind of hard when you have seven rescue animals that bring in no income and you live on a pension. So it's already changed my 
situation here from being able to employ somebody three or four days a week to maybe once a month being able to hire somebody. And here you are doing something that is so societally important, valued and appreciated, as you run a rescue, animal rescue operation, and because of the minimum wage which was put in place without any consultation with you, or apparently or clearly without any consideration for what you face, you can't do what you need to do. You can't hire who you need to hire. Who suffers? Everybody and, and the animals suffer too. Exactly. You wonder, you know what, Carol, I've said for years and I have to say it again, you can't outthink those who aren't thinking. <laughs> well put. Thank you so much for your call, and thank you for what you do for animals. That's well, wonderful. Thank you very much, Roy. Take good care. Okay, bye-bye. It's Carol in British Columbia, Dave is in Barrie, Ontario. Hi, Dave, go ahead, please. Hi, Roy, I'd like to thank you for what you do. I listen every Saturday and Sunday, and you do bring a lot of common sense to things that I just can't understand. Thank you, I'm Jeff. 58, I'm 58 years old. I've been in business for myself most of my life. We, in February, laid off 19 people because of our hydro, the proposed talk at that time only of this increased minimum wage, and the fact that it's getting incredibly hard to even do our shipments. Mr. Trudeau is bringing in a 21% carbon cap and trade or carbon tax, carbon tax you want to call right. it. Yep. Then we have Miss Wynn tossing in another 8% just to make sure. Sort of like that poor guy that got killed on the streetcar a few years ago, running up and getting tasered after he's already gone. You know, this is ridiculous. People don't get it. The price of everything, everything, Roy, is going up 30%. Everything that we look around at in our homes and as we're driving down the street, are people really prepared for this? Because that's what's happening. Unless I'm wrong, and I'm reading this wrong, you cannot have a 30% increase across the board in our cost of operation and it not affecting everyday people. It's going to and affect every, It's getting, going to affect everybody. And these minimum wage moves by the province of Ontario, the province of Alberta, the province of British Columbia, they follow on an already high, extremely high tax reality for and 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 regulatory reality for the small business operators in this country. And so it's 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 adding it's adding pain to the pain. And it's serving nothing because the government isn't gonna hire anybody. They don't have any money. They and they're cutting they're cutting the supply of jobs as we've been hearing, they're cutting the supply of available jobs because the employer cannot afford the rates the government say they must pay. At some point, the 10-watt bulb must go on. Well, Roy, we are reopening in three months. We've just spent almost a million dollars in automating all of our equipment. When we when we closed in February, we had 19 people. We're coming back with five. And that automation is in part being paid for by all of us. It's through the government. So now, who's speaking out of both sides of their face? Yeah. yeah. So 14 jobs are gone. Gone. They're not coming back. Now, keep something in mind. And this is, I'd love to tell you my name, but we've been in business for 134 years. 
organized legally in 1967. We cannot withstand this nonsense. And this is an old family with money. And reality says that if the ledgers don't read that there's a profit, they must close. So I'm working on a real skinny one now to even reopen our plant. And it's getting nothing but worse. Ten years ago, we paid 4700 a month for hydro. In February, we paid 12500 We did it in get one new machine. Now we're being hit with 30% across the board, all of our trucking, our labor, everything. Can we sustain this? No, we can't. Our prices are going up. They say, oh, well, there'll be better competition. Well, no, there's not. Because everybody's in the same boat. We're all going up in price. And the regular person is not, I'm not hearing anybody say, we're getting screwed here. And I'm not hearing it. I don't know. Is it my ears closed? I don't hear anything. Roy, I turn it over to you. I said what I can say. Dave, thank you very much for the call, sir. Thank you, sir. All the best to you. Same. 14 jobs gone. And replaced by automation. See, automation gets better, more readily available, less expensive on a regular basis. Or it's an add-on to automation that already exists. So if the job becomes too expensive for a business to sustain, because of taxes, because of regulation, then the job disappears. It is neither a rocket nor science. It's just the way it is. So the job disappears. But it doesn't disappear for the people who pass the laws from the ever-exalted left of the spectrum because they have a they have a guaranteed job for four years. And if they're reasonably smart with their marketing approach, they're going to have a job for another four years. Maybe another four years after that, because most people in this country don't really have much of a choice when it comes to deciding who's going to be representing them. So you, you've heard it said many times during elections, I'm choosing the least of the, of the evils. So the person who has the courage, who has the, the vision, who has the fortitude to start a business, and often, as somebody pointed out, um, in an email or a tweet, business, I think it's a tweet, uh, businesses run without a profit for a number of years to start off. So these people who have a vision, who have a desire, who, who, who you know, buck the obstacles and, and are entrepreneurs and begin to create wealth in a community, they're the ones who are immediately, they're like, you know, they're, they're like the, uh, the, the maple trees, and the government's like the guy with the buckets. Just hammer the tap into the tree, hang the bucket on the tap, and just keep sucking it up or sucking it out. 14 jobs gone out of 19. This from Dave in Alberta. Beer taxes, liquor taxes, the carbon tax, business taxes, for the privilege of operating a business in this city the hike in the minimum wage we could handle, but then Rachel Notley mandates that as on January 1st, holiday pay is going up by 25%.
Restaurant owners are also hit with a new rule that forbids employers or employees to bank hours for a day off in lieu. Now, if a waiter works overtime, or waitstaff works overtime, they must be paid time and a half rather than get extra time off later. Do you get the feeling these people sometimes sit around and try to think of, of just how to make things worse? Watch this. Uh, Roy, do not talk to me about the supply of jobs. I see help-wanted signs all over the place. Businesses are shutting down on certain days because they cannot get staff, so quit the BS. You're talking just like Michael Campbell, who is brain-dead on this issue. Well, it's not very gracious to Michael Campbell, and he's not brain-dead. I, I, Edward, I don't know what you are. But I read your email, so if you... You know what people are thinking now, don't you? You are what you write. There was one more that I wanted to read. Where has it gone? Uh, where has it gone? There's so many, so many emails. Anyway, uh, they're just all pouring in on, the, on, this, on this issue of minimum wage. There will always be people who need to work minimum wage, i.e. people who will, with learning disabilities, mental incapacity of some kind, new Canadians, etc. If businesses don't want to pay a decent minimum wage, fine, then we all need to start paying more taxes to provide housing and decent standard of living for all Canadians. You can't have it both ways. We already pay huge taxes, Susan. How much more do you want out of people? I'm entitled. No, you're not. And if you think the socialist paradise is what you want, go back and do a little bit of research on the old, not-so-distant, Soviet Union and how well they lived, or the people of Cuba. When we come back, we'll talk to a pollster, uh, Gravis Marketing, who polled Alabamans on Judge Roy Moore and whether they're likely to vote for him in the Senate elections. Stay with us. <laughs> 